we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet is Tuesday! And we have Jess Hilarious here with us. Uh, she's not our special guest host. She doesn't want to be called a special guest no. host. She don't want to be called a special guest no. co-host no more? No. Just a special co-host. Just a special co-host. Just remove guests. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like it. It's groovy, ain't it? All right. It's, it's groovy. groovy. Okay, it's you showing that head? You know, I love, you know I love my Jess hilarious. Yes, I like no? it. Thank you. I got a haircut. That's why. Yesterday, I ain't had no haircut. So that, head, that headline was right here yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you look nice. You look Thank nice. Thank you. Yes, you are. Skin welcome. glowing? You ain't saying nothing about the skin, though. I know your skin is mad glowing. You know, it's always pretty. It's Vaseline. It's always that is not pretty. no Vaseline. That is Vaseline. Uh-uh. That is Dr. Natasha Sandy Polish Products, baby. It's Vaseline. You're right. Okay. And look, I can only vouch for it because I just recently visited her. Hey. I got my chemical pill. I'm getting my skin my skin done. But listen, you pre- you should have prepped me a little bit more. Much That's why? That, look, Natasha Sandy, she ain't to be played with. I walked I walked in there, right? And, and she was like, you smoke? And I was like, uh, yeah, what's up? And she was like, <laughs> what, what do you smoke out of? I was like, backwards? She was like, yep, I can see it all in here. I said, yeah, I'm going to wow. go to somebody else. Wow. Like, F this. Wow. <laughs> That's why <laughs> you she need will to smoke joints. At, yes, she will look at you, and she can pick apart your face, literally, and see what you're doing, what you're not doing. She said, you eat way too much dairy. Yep. All this, I'm like, damn, she was reading my life. And that's the first time somebody ever read me, and it was true. And it's dairy and backwards. Nah, that's not yesterday. what it is. It's yes, not it is. Not no dairy and no backwards. It's not. It's not. anything. Yes, it is. It's not, man. I just want you to stop smoking backwards with a dairy in it. I, I, still I, dairy I, no I'm not, damn I don't smoke them no more. What are you smoking now? Papers? Uh, yeah. Oh, you be lying. I know, I know. That, that's not like a lie. for no reason. I'm going to be dead in my face and lie. Talk about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she got, a, she got a bag full of bag full of cannabis this morning. So yeah, she's some excited. good cannabis. That's yeah. right. So she's good this morning. Okay. All right. Now, who do we got joining us this morning? We have the brother uh, Jamal Bowman yes, joining us. Yes, Congressman Jamal Bowman. Yes. You've probably seen Congressman Jamal Bowman lately in the news. He got into it with uh, a congressman from Kentucky over, 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 over guns. Uh, mm-hmm. He got into it with Marjorie Taylor Greene last week over... I don't even remember what they was arguing over. But we'll mm. talk to him about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, we got a lot to discuss. And then LeBron James. Lakers are out. Do you watch the game? Mm. No, that game be on too late. I watched the first half. Yeah, I watched I the first half. And they were up by, like, what, 12 in the first half or Ron, something like that? LeBron had, like, 30. 30 in the first half. 20-something in the first half. 31 in the first half. Yeah, so we'll discuss that as well. He I, said he might retire. I don't think so. He said that? That's what he said yeah, last he said, night. He said, I don't think so, though. I think he, he wants to play a year with his son. Yeah. His son ain't gonna be in the league till like two 24, years. 2024. Two years. That's a long time he's when you're 38. Dropping, he's still dropping 48, though. That's a long time when you're 38. He's still wow. dropping 48, though. Mm. He's been in the league 20 years. All right, well, we'll get to all that when we come back. Front page news. And Teslin Figaro will be joining us, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here, of course. What's up? And let's get in some front page news. Now, I want to start off with the homie Carmelo Anthony. After 19 seasons, Carmelo Anthony has decided to retire from basketball. Six All-Star games, he averaged 24.7 points. He had a total points of 10,000. Um, just amazing. The only thing he was missing was a ring. What happened, man? You got so, caught up in reading, like Jess? Uh-huh. Ain't no, no damn I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I was just looking at all his accolades, and I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything that you know that he did of, from the Olympics to everything. But I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. But the only thing he didn't get was a ring. I mean, Melo wanted the best to ever do it. Absolutely. One, one of the greatest offensive uh, players we've ever seen. Absolutely. Now, question. Mm-hmm. Who should retire his jersey? Uh, the Knicks and the Nuggets. He was number 15 with the Nuggets, and Joke is number 15. Oh, that ain't happening. They just got to put something in the rafters that say Anthony. <laughs> ain't, that ain't that number 15 is only going up for the Joker. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> now, also, the uh, LA Lakers were sent home yesterday. The Nuggets beat the Lakers 113-111. They swept the Lakers, and this is what LeBron said after the game. I'd like to say it's a successful year because I don't play for anything besides winning championships at this point in my career. And um, 
you know, I don't, I don't get a kick out of making a conference appearance. I've done it a lot, and, <laughs> and it's not fun to me to not be able to be able to be a part of, uh, you know, getting to the finals. But, um, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens going forward. But I don't know, I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. I don't think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time like some of y'all, but if you want to argue two on down, I'm fine with that. But the man is absolutely one of the best to ever do it. So to me, this loss mm-hmm. doesn't help our, hurt his legacy. You know, no. like, like he said, he's been to the, uh, the the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals a b- bunch of times, or right. Conference Finals a bunch of times. So, you know, it don't help our hurt his legacy to me. I do think he's going to stay two years. I, I think he wants to play with his son, and I think he's that's his goal. Well, he said he contemplated it. We cut it off, but he he, he said he's, he's, he's contemplating it. He, he said he has to, a lot to think about in regard to his future in basketball. And to all the kids out there that's listening, you know, Joker was a uh, second-round pick. He was picked 44th. So there was like 44 teams that had uh, the option to pick him and pass. Didn't think he had what it takes. And now he's probably one of the best in the league And right he's now. badly built. You drop on the clues bombs for all the badly built people out there, man. Badly built people <laughs> don't get enough credit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Joker is represent for all the badly built humans that are on, the, on the planet. <laughs> what you mean? Hold up. What you, you need a BBL. He need a, a man? Yeah, he need a BBL. Oh. But he's a, he's, he's, <laughs> she said he's one of the best in the league by okay. far. Now probably Tesla, the best player in the league. Now, Tez, good morning, Tez and Figaro. Good morning. (laughs) Let's jump right into it. Senator Tim Scott. Yeah, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina announced Monday that he is seeking the Republican nomination for president in 2024. Now, before the senator pitched his vision to America, his voice pitch was actually trending on Twitter about how he started the speech. Let's take a listen and listen to what he had to say about America and oppression. And we'll talk about it on the other side. But also, in the words of, of Tim Scott or Uncle Timmy, he also gives us all for the great state of South Kakalaki. Hello, Charleston! <laughs> and today, what the hell is I'm that? living proof that America is the land of opportunity and not a land of oppression. Let's go, South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> no, Charleston, 843, what we doing? Drop one of the clues bombs for South Carolina, damn it. That's South Kakalaki, okay. sir. I don't uh, say South Kakalaki. Does anybody say you South Kakalaki? You don't Kaka-Laki? say South Kakalaki? Uh, back in the day, we might have used to say that. I don't say South Kakalaki. I don't like it. Well, a couple of recaps of the speech just quickly. Uh, he went on to say that America was not a racist country. Uh, he said no CRT, more yeah, more CRTs and uh, more ABC, no CRTs and more ABCs. Uh, he said refunding the police. And also there was a moment where his mic went off. He was about to tell another lie about what America was not. And the mic shut off for maybe close to a minute. Uh, so the, the speech was uh, very interesting to watch. And, and regardless if I view, uh, agree with his views or not, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. He is not an orator. I mean, it just it, it was just a lot of awkward moments. Uh, I don't know if they spent a lot of time rehearsing or not rehearsing or what, but it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, how he proceeds uh, during this time. I already told Senator Tim Scott bring his ass to the breakfast club. Is you he going to come? Well, you know, him and uh, him and uh, Marco Rubio, they they was on Zoom with us one time. Yeah, I think that was there. during COVID. They stopped through during COVID. During yeah. COVID, but mm-hmm. you know, he, I told him, you know, you, you running for president, you need to come up here and I'm sure talk to the people. I'm sure you will. Yeah. All right. Well, that is front page news. Tesla, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are open again. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, Eddie, Eddie, what up, man? Come on, y'all. Yo. Lo, what up? Get it off your chest. What up? Yo, show me what up. Yo, listen, man. I just thought of all these haters, haters talking about LeBron like, yo. Yeah. He's there all the kids like when he used to do it. Of course, he ain't no Jordan or Kobe, but yo, he changed the game, man. There's all these non-basketball players talking about this guy like he's black, yo. The man is older, bro. Like, Hey, I love what you just said. Though he's no, he's no Michael Jordan or Kobe. As long as we can say that, that we can have any conversation. But he's uh, still, uh, still changed the game, though, bro. Like, of course he's not. He's his own entity, but he changed the game. Right. You gotta get the man in the top, yo. Like, but, but, but why do we act like somebody like? You want to kick him down, yo? Like, but listen, but I'm with you. But why do we act like somebody like LeBron not supposed to have haters? With yeah. all LeBron's no, success supposed, no, comes those critics. Haters, yes. He's, he's saying, why I got to be you? I'm not a LeBron hater. Oh, okay. I just don't got him as my greatest of all time, but I acknowledge him as a, a top five great, all-time yeah. great. He's definitely okay. one of top the, five? He's definitely Absolutely. one of the greatest. I mean, I, the fact that he's 38 years old, scored 48 last night. He leads the, the, the NBA in scoring. Mm-hmm. He has an amazing assist record, amazing rebound record. He's, he's something that we haven't seen before. But listen, here's the thing. Somebody like LeBron James is supposed to have haters. If you don't have no critics, you don't have no success. Yeah. When you, with all that ultimate success, is going to come ultimate hate. That's just the way the game goes. I even like the Space Jam. Everybody was like, but he ain't really do... You going too far, Jack. He ain't do good. Well, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan wasn't exactly Denzel Washington in the first one. <laughs> so we going to act like, what you mean? Space Jam was all right. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is LOS from Georgia. Good morning. I just want to follow up from yesterday. Say, NBI, I appreciate everything you do. Red Ross is a freaking fool. I don't like him for, for saying nothing about you. Oh. All right, well, thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Be blessed. All right, brother, you too. Yeah. Just talk about thank you. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? This is your boy, Dingo. Bingo, what up, Dingo? Dingo, Bluey brother. Hey, what's good, Charlotte? How you doing, man? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. Say what's up to Jess Hilarious. Jess, how you doing, man? I'm Bluey? good, baby. Thank you. Oh, you are so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do. Thanks that so much. That dude be thirsting <laughs> over Jess. I, I be seeing these comments. I'm like, y'all, y'all wilding on Jess. Why y'all love Jess hey, so much? She, hey, look, I can't help it. Jess is fine. Why you hanging on Jess? Thank She's you. The finest comedian I've ever seen. Thank you. Why you blushing? Why would you talk about Jess like that? She's so and that when she gets to talking with, don't know how to say her peas and all that. I'm telling you, boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's what you call for. What's up? What you need? Envy, 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 bro. First off, I got a package that I sent to y'all, so y'all should have it in y'all mailroom. Please check for it. I appreciate it. Also, you got to y'all got to relax with this with Ross, bro. I don't know what's going on with Ross. This actually, I do know what's going on, but he's getting out of hand for real. Like this dude, wild is doing too much. Envy, I understand you a burglar like me, so we we gonna go in. But I just need you to maybe take a step back, be the bigger man, and just you know, cause Ross, he on some weird stuff though. You in a whole different level. I don't want you to stoop down to Ross's level no more. Bro. You just take you take it easy. How come when I no. say it, it's how you need to pick a side? <laughs> <It's the delivery. laughs> but when I say it, 
It's the delivery. <laughs> when I say Charlamagne, you need to pick a side. You know what I mean? Yes, take a step back, brothers. Breathe. You know what I mean? We don't need none of this no more. It's gone too far on both sides. Good morning, Breakfast Club. I'm How y'all doing? Hello, good morning. Hello, I'm, I'm a Virgo. Yeah. What you say? I'm a Virgo. That's all I'm going to say. I'm a Virgo. Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, this is Uber Mike. Hey, two things this morning, real quick. What's up, Uber Mike? Uh, can you make Jess Hilarious a part-time permanent guest host on the show? What do you mean a part-time permanent Probably guest host? Because it's a treat when she keeps coming back. I don't want her, I don't want her to stay there and we get tired of her. I want her to come back off and on. You ain't got tired of me and Envy in 13 years. That is facts. <laughs> or maybe y'all have. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Don't speak too fast. But, okay. One more thing. Yes. Yes. What's up? What do you got against the Prius? I heard you talking about the Prius back in the day. What you got against my Prius? She can't pronounce peace. I'm back sorry. in the day? You don't like Prius? Prius? Yeah. Uh, it's a car. No, I I know what it is, but no, I I didn't say I didn't like them. I said I wouldn't drive them. I said I seen a couple Mexicans hop out of uh, like one, and I was like, damn, how they all fit in? That's what I said. I ain't say I didn't uh, okay. like them. I just like it was too many people in one. Before oh. Priuses, though, Mexicans was jumping out of smaller cars even before the Prius. Y'all have a blessed morning, though. Definitely. Thank you so much. Oh my. Um. Goodness. Yeah, but that's yeah. They was. It was a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of Mexicans that jumped out. All of Prius. right. That's, that's always been a thing, though. It's what? Like, like, uh, Mexicans jumping out of Prius. What are y'all Not talking Priuses, about? Oh, but a bunch of them. Yeah, a bunch of them in one yeah, small car. Yeah, 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 that's why I love them. You mean that's always been a thing? What are y'all talking about? It's always been a thing. Mexicans they like to be around each other. A lot of them they huddle. Yo, I hate y'all. Get it off your chest. Community-based uh, group. 800-585-1051. Yes. If you need to vet, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Roy from the 901. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, I just want to get off my chest, man. Last year, I was fired by the South Asian Police Department for pulling over Gold Hero. Somebody I went to school, I mean, somebody I went to school with, somebody grew up in the neighborhood with me. And we, me and my partner was fired, man, just for pulling him over. And it, it went viral on social media. So you a, a police officer, you pulled somebody over and they fired you? Yeah, I was a police officer. I, I pulled somebody over. And you ain't telling us the whole story. You ain't telling us the whole story. You illegally pull him over? Yeah, that, that don't sound no, no, right. No, no, no. My partner, my partner made the stop. He called me on the phone to pull up and assist him. He got out on, on social media. It went viral. It wasn't a negative stop. It was positive. And he got out on social media, got back to them. They fired us for Was your partner white? No, nah, he was black. Oh, wow. Sound like there's more to the story. I know it. That's why I'm not even paying him no nah, attention because you're not was, telling us the whole story. There wasn't more to the story. <laughs> you, you can check it out on uh, pretty much uh, all platforms. If you didn't do anything wrong and you just pulled somebody over for doing something wrong, there's no way that they have legal rights to fire you. You would be in the union. Your union would be yelling, screaming, hollering, yeah. and all that. Yeah, but see, we didn't have a union. We didn't have a union at all. I fought and fought and fought. I'm still fighting it, actually. What police department don't have a union? Uh, we didn't have a union. It's Mississippi. It sounded to me like you was making a citizen's arrest, sir. Are you really a cop? I don't. I don't think so. Sounds kind of crazy to me. Hello, who's this? Hello. Yo, what's up, this Terrence, man? Well, what's up, Terrence? Get off your chest. Hey, man. First of all, man, shout out to the brother because you know I love y'all, man. Hey, number one is uh, before I get into my what I've got to say, 
Man, shout out to Jess. we doing our thing. But I think y'all need to find a way to put her and Claude and your both up there. Both on fire, and I respect it. So, shout out to you. I just want to get that off my chest, though. And then number two, man, I want to say, man, my girl broke up with me because, uh, man, I don't, I never want to have sex when I'm period on. And she, and I'm I'm 34 years old, it's just not my thing. And I don't know why. It was like the second girl I done had an issue with. Not one upset that I don't want to have sex when I'm period on. Jess? Well, listen, that must be some fine penis because... For you to even want to be touched on your period is sick. Really? Like we don't. I want you far away from me. And then not the not the whole time. Like everybody does not experience moves on their menstrual like that. Like get away from me. But when you're like sorry, bloody and you're cramping and you don't you don't want a man to even be. You don't even want to be exposed to a man. So I don't know what you're doing. What about on light day? That's what I thought, but this is only yeah, not even a yeah, we can go. But no, I what what yo, not even if she's spotting, not like she ain't gotta be bleeding, bleeding. What about <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just think I can we can wait. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm a grown man. For and sure. everybody say I'm being childish. It's just not my thing, you know? And it should but be we no going through thing. it now because I just don't like it. Yeah, well, don't like it and don't do it. And then break up with it if she and, keep on asking Well, she broke up with him anyway. So. And the mother's thing is, a period fart is horrible. And she doesn't, like, she don't fart on a period and this smell horrible. Like, I don't want to have sex with a period at all. period fart? I ain't no period fart. Yeah, I don't know what that is, neither. Don't look over here. Yo, Y'all looking over here like, yeah, what's the for you? You're just saying regular fart and watch she on a period. A period oh, fart yeah. probably looks like a baby reveal. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. A period don't stop nothing but a sentence, by the way. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way. What we, what we, give us a little tease, Jess. Lance Unrivera confirms Jay-Z didn't stab him during the 1999 club altercation. He was supposed to stab some. Oh, I remember that. Oh, all right. You so he didn't seven. stab him. <laughs> you were seven when I that was happened. seven and I remember Jay-Z was supposed to stab somebody. Oh, my goodness. We'll get into that next. It don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. See how they set you up? See that? Remember, you up. Remember, oh, no. remember you made fun of me the other day because nope. I didn't have my stuff in front Watch of me? Watch how I do it. I okay. just want to clown you for not knowing how to read. That's Jess, right. Let's get, I don't like that. Uh, I morning. know you know how to read. We are The Breakfast you. Club. Let's get to Jess with the mess. Just with the mess. This is The Rumor Report. On The Breakfast Club. Honey, it's ghetto up in here. Good luck, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get to Jay-Z and Nam, because that's pretty juicy, Oakland Street to be named after Tupac. Now, this is the, now, this is just personal for me. Y'all going to probably look at me like, what? I didn't know that he was not from Baltimore. I thought he was from Baltimore. Nah, he is from. Uh, he was born in New York, Tupac. Oh, Pop, yeah, 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 I didn't know he was from. I didn't know he was from New York. Yeah, he was born. Pop in New York. was born in New York. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's born in New York, and then he spent some time in Baltimore. A lot of time then, in Baltimore. I yeah, yeah, a lot of time. His formative you know? years, I think. Yeah, so that's what I think because I never heard anything about that. So growing up, I just thought that he was straight from Baltimore. So mm -hmm. I've been like, you know, being a gangster, like, yo, we got Tupac, and we only. Pac. Yeah, we got Tupac. That's yeah. what I thought. But he's getting uh, his um, uh, Oakland Street named after him, you know? Uh, the street 
Tupac used to live on in Oakland is being given the honorary name Tupac Shakur Way. I'm shocked that it's not more streets on the West Coast named, named after, after Tupac. Them already. Like, yeah, I feel right? like I feel like Tupac should be competing with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when it comes to streets all across the country. Mm. Hold up. I don't know about yeah. that. You know, everywhere you, I'm just You're saying, doing a lot, man. everywhere you go, there's a street named after Dr. Martin Luther That's, King Jr. Well, yeah. The way people love hip-hop culture, I would think there'd be a lot of Tupac ways. So why is it we got any streets named after Biggie? Like, we ain't got no Biggie Boulevards? Nah, I'm sure there's, in, in Brooklyn, I'm sure there's a Biggie, Biggie Street or Biggie Boulevard, oh, Notorious like, Way or something like, like that. There is, yeah. Wallace Way or something? Yeah, Christopher Wallace Way, I think mm -hmm. it is. Okay, all right. True Tupac fans know that Pac was actually born in Harlem. See, I just mm -hmm. knew that. You know, I think Envy wrote this. Then eventually moved to Baltimore where he stayed. So he was a teenager and then moved to Marin City in California. All right, cool. That's what's up. I think that's dope. Yes, right. and Biggie does have a street named after him. He does? Christopher Brooklyn. Wallace Way, I think, right? Is in Brooklyn? Christopher Notorious Big Wallace Way. Yes. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Imagine living on that street. You can't even say it. It's so long. All right. <laughs> Former music executive Lance Un Rivera insists that Jay-Z never stabbed him in 1999. So he said he never stabbed him. <laughs> I think it's so funny because uh, allegedly, I guess, uh, Jay-Z said that he did. Or something Back in 1999 Lance Rivera Better known as Un Which I don't know Why that's his uh, middle name Why would you do that Was stabbed at a party For Q-Tip mm -hmm. Un is a former Music executive Whatever whatever Known mostly for His close association With Biggie That's All right. right For years there have been Several different stories About what happened That night at the club Who stabbed Un you're just trying to prove you can read. But on paper, we got absolutely, duh, that's what I'm saying. Because we got audio. But on paper, Jay-Z was believed to be, I don't want to listen because I don't understand what them niggas be talking about, so I ain't really trying. I mean, I'll let y'all decipher, but I'm going to read first, Envy. Uh, Jay-Z was believed to be the person that stabbed him at the time of the stabbing. Jay-Z maintained that his innocence. We get well, it, Jess. You can it. read. Well, he said it in Before. lyrics. And killed Jay-Z. He said it in lyrics. He said, um, the actual lyric is, you got a knot in your chest. Imagine how a knife hurts. You stabbed un over some records. Your excuse was he was talking too reckless. So he talks about that and kill Bill. Uh, kill Jay-Z. Oh, wow. Yeah, he mentioned four. it a couple times. Yeah. You, okay. want, you want to throw it to the audio now? You want yeah, to, we can, you want to we keep can throw it. Matter of fact, how about you throw it to the audio then? How about you throw it to the audio? Okay. Okay. Go ahead, throw it. Was Jay-Z the one that actually stabbed you? No. Jay-Z was not the guy who actually stabbed me that night. But Jay-Z was there when you got stabbed. Um, was yeah. actually in front of you when you got stabbed. Um, It was like, yeah. Me and Jay-Z had a conversation right before I got hit in the head with a champagne bottle. Well, what did he tell you? He just kept saying, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know where people got Jay-Z stabbed me from. Because if anybody knows Jay-Z, Jay-Z's a nice guy. And it's never been his history. Hey man, salute to DJ Vlad. Drop on the clues bombs for Vlad, cause those that Lance Unrivera Vlad TV interview had me in a chokehold all weekend. I, I mm -hmm. feel like I watched all seventy three clips of that interview. That is crazy. So he said he never did, but this the thing. Like, do you think something like that could be like paid off? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it's been so long ago. I mean, I don't know what's true and what's not true. I just know it's a very fascinating conversation. But like, he did say he was. We was talking, and he, you broke my heart. You well, they, they all from Brooklyn, and, and they, you know, and Lance used to run Biggie's record label. Yeah. And so they, I'm sure they were all a, a tight knit community. I mean, he he was Biggie's partner. He was the one that you know had Little Kim and had Caesar, had Junior Mafia. Mm -hmm. So they probably all knew each other. So I'm sure it was something different than just whatever it was. Oh, it was, it was over the boot. It was. He thought they, they said that Un was bootleg and uh, Jay Z's album. It was. Uh, I think it was Volume Volume Three. Mm -hmm. Another thing that Un said in there too. He talked about how you know Nas told y'all what it was on. 
on Ether when he said your man stabbed on it made you take the blame. Mm. I don't wow, know. damn! And they mm-hmm. just talking about this just all over lyrics and but stuff. But I, I love that interview, man, because Un is in there talking about like Biggie's creativity. Well, we have that too. We have some of the clips oh. too about something uh, he talks about Biggie. I honestly, as much as I know, and as many people as I speak to, I honestly don't know who killed Biggie. Do you feel like you know who who killed Biggie? Yeah. Can you say it? No. Do you? Say, I'm gonna tell it on the series. Okay, but you feel yeah. confident you know who Absolutely. did it. Absolutely. Okay. I did my mob research. Okay. And stop blaming Suge, because nowhere in Suge's story, Suge's story has always been beat them up, fuck them up, drag them In this story, there's no kill him, shoot him, was shooting Suge. All these guys was puppets, scapegoats. Bigger plays were involved with them when it came to this hundreds and billions of dollars in money, man. Why are these conversations so fascinating to me? It's like yeah. it's like Greek mythology at this point mm. when you hear those stories. Because this man. is all real. This is a information that we real. don't even seem like we would ever find out. That's yeah. why. That's why when you meet people from that era, yeah. uh, people that was mm. actually there, like yeah. you, I, you just find yourself going down a rabbit hole of conversation with them if they were willing to well, talk. Well, there was no social media back mm. then, so the only right. time you got information was the news and Angie yeah. Martinez and Wendy Williams back then, so mm. you never got the full story. So now that these brothers are telling the full story, you want to hear it. Like, I tell, you, I, I, like you, you want to hear all that information. I yeah. tell Angie Martinez that all the time. People that, that have had conversations with Biggie, and Tupac like actually interviewed them they're just like that's 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 beyond iconic to me yeah. cause it don't even they don't even seem like real people but so many of our fallen soldiers whether it was Big Pun whether it was Old Dirty Bastard whether mm. it was you know Michael Jackson those conversations are the ones we didn't get to hear because there was no social media they were, the internet just was started at that time right. guess what what AI bought to make it. <laughs> AI right. bought and, to and, bring and, all and, of them back and yeah, something is and something as serious as this don't be keep putting in rumor report for me do this when y'all got another co-host or something like this because this is very serious stuff. I thought we uh, weren't having no more co-hosts. And then, That's what you just said. You no, no. Co-hosts. Y'all is. Y'all doing it to the end of the year so until, you know, <laughs> I make a choice. Just like I wasn't even born when all of this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get to meet Jay yet, man. This is crazy. <laughs> My goodness. All right. When we come back, we got front page news. Seslin Figaro will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is The Space Within. Jessica Chastain, Bobby Cannibal, and an all-star cast are on board for this supernatural audio thriller. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Jess Hilarious here as our co-host. Thank you. And let's get in some front page news. Let's start off with sports right fast. The Nuggets beat the Lakers 113-111. Now LeBron said he doesn't know what his future looks like after he was swept. I like to say it's a successful year because I don't play for anything besides winning championships at this point in my career, and um, you know I don't, I don't I don't get a kick out of making a conference appearance. I've done it a lot, and, <laughs> and it's not fun to me to not be able to be able to be a part of uh, you know getting to the finals. But um, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens going forward. But I don't know, I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I had a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. I mean, I don't think last night helped or hurt LeBron legacy. I think LeBron is uh, already home. He's certified, you know what I'm saying? And I, I know LeBron gets a lot of slander. Uh, I don't think it's warranted. If you want to debate him being number two on down after Michael Jordan, let's go at it. The only thing I push back against is that he's the greatest 
of all time, but he is uh, still LeBron James at the end of the day. And with all of that success will come uh, a whole lot of hate. That's right. And yeah. he, last night he scored 30 points in 48 minutes. He had 10 rebounds and 9 assists. Damn. Mm. At the age of 38, he's still busting ass. Yeah. Greatest mm-hmm. of all times. No, he's not. All right. He's one of them. He's one of the GOATs. He's one of the GOATs. Yeah. Of the and, and it's fine. The we, we, they're the herd. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? He just ain't the, the <laughs> GOAT, but he's oh, the, he's you know, he's two on down. I'll debate. And we also got a salute to Carmelo Anthony yesterday. He announced that he's retiring from the game of basketball. So, hey. salute to him. Peace to the God, Melo, man. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest offensive players of all time. Of course, we love him in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, he is from Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore right. and New York, he claims. Yep, yep, he claims us both. So, yeah, what's that? Now let's get into some front page news. Tell them figure out where you want to start. Let's start with Twitter. Uh, Verified Twitter accounts shared a fake image of explosion near the Pentagon caused a lot of confusion. Uh, Thanks to Elon Musk for allowing everybody to buy a blue check on Twitter and new AI technology that we've been talking about consistently here. A major Indian television network, Republic TV, and a Russian news outlet called RT reported that an explosion had taken place near the Pentagon and showed the fake image on the air. Uh, Let's take a listen and talk about it on the other side. Somebody posted uh, using an account that they claimed uh, was linked to the Bloomberg News organization, uh, posting that AI generated AI generated image and claiming there had been some kind of explosion um, at, at the Pentagon. Uh, that then got shared across multiple other verified accounts that we saw it on other platforms too. It looked quite coordinated, uh, but we don't know right now who, who pushed this. Mm-mm-mm. This is only the beginning. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I've said it a million times. Y'all can't even handle fake tweets, but y'all think y'all can handle AI and, mm-hmm. and, and, and fake misinformation like this? Wait till 2024 wow. when the presidential yeah. election really kicking the high. This is going to be a problem because everybody's going to do things like this as a joke. Yeah. So I can see you're going to see more shootings. You're going to see like yep. uh, sports games. They're going to say it's explosion. It's school. So this is going to be a big problem. I don't know how they correct this problem because yeah. anybody can make a Twitter page. Anybody can post anything. And by the time they realize it's fake, the damage is already Sorry, done. Guys. What do you do when you right. hit and, and let's talk about the damage quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stock market actually took a brief dip uh, because of this yesterday. So this was an actual real consequence uh, that came uh, came with this. Once they found out uh, that it was fake, they did uh, go back and retract the story. But again, the stock market dipped as a result of a fake image. And, you know, Instagram also is following that trend of everybody bl- buying a blue check. And I know there's been a lot of talk out there. Oh, you know, celebrities are just mad because people can buy blue checks. No, it's, it's bigger than that. You know, when you have a, an organization claiming to be a media outlet and they're sharing this and then it got retweeted over and over and over by other media outlets, it can be a real problem. Yeah, and what do you do when this AI and a world leader says they just fired a nuclear weapon? You know what I'm right. saying? The nuclear weapons can get over here in like 25, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you think our elected officials have the smarts and the wherewithal to figure that out within 25, 30 no. minutes on whether mm. something is real or not? No. You just don't mm. know. But not only that, you know, when you start playing with things like the stock market, think about it like this. Oh if, my I, God. if I know that I could do something fake, it'll dip the stock market and then I could buy mm-hmm. that stock and then by the time oh, wow. people think about it's fake and the stock shoots back up, you're going to be making millionaires, billionaires and all yeah. types of things. So that's another game that Let people are going to be checking. down. I need to go ahead and do that. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the game, Ghost. My goodness. <laughs> You got, another, you got another one? We got time for one more. Okay, great. Uh, South Carolina Governor McMaster, uh, he looks forward to hunting down Democrats like dogs. 
Jesus. Uh, the Anderson County Democratic Party issued a statement Sunday, May 21st, following uh, Governor McMaster's comments during Saturday's South Carolina Republican Party convention. He said, I look forward to the day the Democrats are so rare we have to hunt them with dogs. He also said the same thing in 2018. Now, in a response, his communications director said that Governor McMaster has been making this joke at GOP conventions for years, and everyday South Carolinians understand that it's a joke, and if South Carolina Democrats no longer can bear the lighthearted jokes made at their expense, then maybe they should focus their energy on winning and not whining. Yeah, that is just some South Carolina country rhetoric. The people that really should be offended are not people, but the creature is dogs. Because dogs yeah. are always getting put in stuff like this. I'm going to hunt you down like a dog. A hit dog will holler. Every dog has its day. You know what I mean? Like why are dogs always getting put in uh, situations no. like this, man? Men are compared dogs to dogs. And witches. That's the worst animal ever. Yeah, men get compared to dogs. Like what if, yes. dog, what if dogs are the most faithful creatures? What if dogs don't right. cheat Right, right. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Right. What if dogs don't cheat on their mate? Why y'all calling cheating ass men us? Right, right. You're a crazy Charlotte. It's crazy. Poor dogs. Mm. They're offended by it. They That's don't want to be actually. you know being hunted down like dogs. So they, they feel it was a racist trope. Mm. So Do you have a dog? How can it be a racist trope when it ain't just it's, it's white Democrats? Well, because the majority of the Democrat Party is black and they the majority know, of the Democratic voters, you mean? The majority of the Democrat Party. Even the party now is black? The majority? No, the majority. Keyword majority. I thought oh, I white. didn't know that. I didn't know the keyword. I didn't know the majority of the Democratic Party was black. Yes, the majority of the Democrat Party is black. The majority of Democrat voters in the Democrat Party is oh, black. Oh, I know the voters. That's why. That's why Joe Biden told you if you don't vote uh, for him. Oh no, no, no. Black. I know the voters, but I'm talking about the party, like the administration. The major that that's their the majority of Democratic administration is black. Well, I'm not talking about the administration. I'm talking about the voters as a whole. Oh, the voters. Okay, yeah. okay, got you, got you. Yeah, got the you. voters as a whole. The majority is, is black. I mean, obviously, and then, and, you know, the words they like to use, people of color. I mean, so when you talk about hunting somebody down like a dog, and particularly, you know, in the, in the South, you know, yeah. You forgot how they would take dogs and hunt down, you know, black folks? Yeah, I, I just took it as he was saying that he hopes, uh, you know, Democrats, people stop being Democrats and it's just rare to find them. That's yeah. what I took it as. Well, you're from South Carolina, so I guess maybe you understand. You already know. All right. Well, that <laughs> is front page news. Now, when we come back, Jamal Bowman will be joining us. He's a U.S. representative for New York's 16th Congressional District. That's the Bronx. And, Tess, you're going to stay with us, right? Absolutely. All right, so we're going to kick it with Jamal Bowman when we come back. So don't move. It's the congressman from the Bronx. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Of course, we got our guest co-host Jess Hilarious here. Yes, indeed. I'm not and a guest Teslin. no more. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> all right. We have Jess Hilarious here, and Thank of course, you. Teslin Figaro, who's with us each and every morning. And we got a special guest in the building. He goes by the name of Jamal Bowman, Congressman Jamal Congressman Bowman. Jamal yes. Bowman. And I think you should start the show by really getting into Charlemagne. The way he talks about your district, which is the Bronx. You see that? I mean, he told me the craziest people come from Florida and the Bronx, and mm. there's no way you should let him talk about your district all, like the, that because you represent the people. The congressman know knows right. that. That's why he is in the position he's in to try to clean it up and try to make it less crazy. Mm, but you also, he also catered to the Bronx uh, too because he bought a little person from the Bronx in here with eight teeth. Yes, he did. The other day, mm -hmm. he, he found a stripper from the Bronx. Yes, he did. Oh, a male stripper. 
So he well, used y'all for what he wanted to use y'all for. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, so real quick, the 16th District, yes, includes the Bronx. The Bronx created hip-hop, so that's the reason why we all here. Perfect. So we got to uplift the Bronx there. Strategy. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, look, before running for Congress, yes. I know you was a total different person. Who was Jamal? <laughs> just just Lil' Maul. Jamal from the Bronx. And then you got here, Jamal. Who was Lil' Maul from the Bronx? Pretty much the same dude. I mean, prior to running, I was in education for 20 years. Okay. Uh, I started out teaching in the Bronx uh, at an elementary school in the South Bronx off 166 and Sheridan Avenue. Did that for about six or seven years before becoming a high school dean and guidance counselor at the MLK campus mm -hmm. um, uh, near Lincoln Center. Did that for about three, four years. And I realized that, you know, the education system wasn't really, in my opinion, unlocking the full potential of our kids. So... I wrote a proposal to open up my own school. <clears throat> and I submitted that to the city. And in 2009, we opened up our own school in the Northeast Bronx, uh, right around the corner from Boston Seacourt uh, Projects across the highway from Co-op City. Mm -hmm. And I ran that school for, for 10 and a half years. And uh, and yeah, I just I just took my experiences as a student, which were, you know, to your point, you gotcha. know, a lot of trouble in school, suspended yeah. multiple times, all of that. Uh, took those experiences as well as my professional experiences and just implemented it uh, in my school as part of the curriculum. Like just rooting it, rooting the curriculum and knowledge of self. Yeah, making sure our kids learn their history and their culture and their creativity, mm -hmm. um, and express that through project-based learning. Because when I was in school, I ain't learned nothing about my history. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. mm -hmm. everything I learned about my history came from the "You Must Learn" song by KRS One. Wow. wow! Like wow, that wow, wow. one song wow. was like the whole curriculum. Yeah. You know what I mean? We learn in school that like our history started with slavery, that's right, and that our ancestors were traded for spices like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But we don't learn about like you know democracy in Africa and mm -hmm. our contribution to building the pyramids and how Europeans came to us to start their civilization. Mm -hmm. Like we don't we don't learn all of that. I just took all that and, and that's how I I ran my school for ten years. And then after doing that, it was like you know what, you know I saw an increase in like self-harm with kids mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. an increase in a lot of mental wow. health challenges with kids in, in, in my school and in the community and the year before I ran 34 kids died within the K-12 school system in the Bronx and 17 mm -hmm. died by suicide mm -hmm. and many people saw when the kid Junior got jumped I don't know if y'all remember, I remember yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. so the kid Junior yeah, and that was mistaken identity right. yeah, social media yeah. jumped Junior killed him but right in Co-op City 14 year old girl was you know bullied in school Right after school, she goes to the top of a building, jumps off, kills herself. Right after school, mm. in front of everybody. Mm. And then right up the street in New Rochelle, two girls get into a fight. One pull out a knife, stab the other, kills her. Mm -hmm. and, and no elected official was making the connection between the trauma that our kids go through right. and the policies that we pass it in Washington. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Like, if you historically underfund schools, public schools, if you redline communities on purpose... If you don't provide job opportunities, entrepreneurship, don't invest in black business, if you don't do those things, and at the same time, you bringing in crack, you bringing in, you know, yeah. harm, people are going to harm themselves in their community. So for me, that's why I ran. I ran because of my students, my kids, mm -hmm. and I wanted to bring just that voice to Congress. And yeah. you know, so how do we far clean that up? You, you, we talked about all those things. How do we clean up? What's your plan to clean that up? Because we see that yeah. not just in the Bronx. We see it in every bor borough in New York City. We see yeah. it all around the country. Every hood. Every hood. Yeah, well, we, we one, see that. One thing black people got in common is poverty, right? Mm -hmm. We got to invest. We got to spend money, not just on the, not just in the public side, but the private side. So when I'm calling for rape reparations, it's not just about repairing the harms of history. It's about repairing the harms of right now. 
Because when you look in poor communities, especially poor black and brown communities, you look at life expectancy, you look at wealth inequality, when you look at education, every metric you use, we at the bottom. And that's because of the historical harm. So we got to spend money. You know, some have called for up to $16 trillion in reparations for black people because of what has happened. So I support that. I support cash payments. I support other aspects of that investments in housing, education. I mean, just take one policy. I'll just take one. Mm -hmm. Right after slavery, we were supposed to get 40 acres in the mule. Correct. We didn't. Um, Lincoln was killed. New president came in. Congress passed something called the Homestead Act. So basically, when we expanded out west, most of that land went to white people, mm-hmm. native and foreign born. You know, land is the the foundation of wealth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and they have been building that wealth ever since, in addition to mm-hmm. other policies that continue to support that while we have been underfunded. So the short answer is money. The, the I guess, more immediate answer for us is our own pursuit of knowledge of self and our own greatness and investing in each other and building our own power. One other question. That's a short thing. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, especially in New York City, they say bail reform is a good thing and it's a bad thing. They say it's a good thing because people that, you know, do do low-level crimes and don't have the money are getting the opportunity and a chance. But also they're saying that it's a bad thing because a lot of these people are repeat offenders and they keep doing the same thing and they know they can come right out. What's your thoughts on that? So that's exaggerated. Most of the people who have benefited from bail reform do not commit crime again. Mm-hmm. So that's very exaggerated, and that's media-driven. We need criminal justice reform, right? Yeah. Like, we we got people in jail for very minor things, right. and they are in freaking cages. And we need to understand that. You put somebody in a cage, you animalize them. Like, mm-hmm. I've never done a bid, but I went through the system. The minute you in a cage, you got to shift to becoming okay let me you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like let me make sure I'm protected and, you, right. and it animalizes you at the same time there are no services in jail to help people struggling with mental health challenges mm-hmm. substance abuse challenges poverty illiteracy no systems in jail for that or very little and there's nothing outside for that as well so when I talk about the underinvestment in communities that's part of it so you want to talk to me about about crime and public safety Talk to me about anti-poverty programs. Talk to me about jobs. Talk to me about education. Most of the people locked up have been identified as having mental health challenge, substance abuse challenge, or learning disability. Most of the people locked up. And we're not doing anything about that. And that's why, you know, I'm an educator and I'm biased in this way, but we need massively more investments in education for smaller class size, better programs. Whatever they do in the best private schools, our kids in public schools need to be getting that. All right, we got more with Jamal Bowman. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Jess Hilarious and Teslin Figaro joining us for this interview. We have U.S. Representative for New York 16th District, Jamal Bowman. Tez. You mentioned you called for reparations, and a lot of people are confused on what that actually means. Explain the difference so people can understand the difference between a resolution and a bill and what you're actually calling for. And in addition to that, how they can even help you on the local level, like what we see with reparations task force and so forth, in order to give you the the muscle, if you will, to be able to push those things forward. Yes. So thank you for that question. Shout out to Corey Bush for introducing the resolution. So a resolution is a vision statement. It's Mm -hmm. a vision for what we want and where we need to go. It's a vision statement. What comes from that resolution are multiple pieces of legislation that will be introduced to support parts of the resolution. Does that make sense? 
So Correct. initially, resolution, vision statement. The vision is we need $14 trillion for reparations because of boom, 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 boom. Now from that, okay, how do we get there? One piece of uh, legislation could be something that focuses on housing and land. Mm-hmm. Another piece could focus on universal health care. Another piece mm-hmm. could focus on free college or whatever. Another piece <clears throat> could focus on cash payments. So that's what that is. So it's not a nothing burger. It's a vision statement just putting a line in the sand. H.R. 40 is a uh, bill looking to form a task force to study the need for reparations. I support H.R. 40, but I think it needs to evolve. The first time it was introduced, I think, was like 41 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. Representative John Connors, uh, rest in peace. Um, So 40 years ago, maybe we needed a study, but now we have a lot of data that already tells us Right. We got to do something about this, right? And so I support that, but we need the evolution. What's what my office is working on and other offices are working on are legislation related to reparations. Now, to your point about local elections, there are there have been counties and cities and even the state of California, which is like right. probably the biggest one, that formed a task force to study this in state. And they have come up with, you know, X amount of dollars that need to be paid to black residents of California due to reparations. That would be dope if it was done in every state, in all 50 states and at the federal level. And to your last point, none of this happens if people don't get engaged in democracy and in a political process. Like, mm-hmm. I understand why people are disenchanted from politics because the shit never worked for us. Yeah. But it's like a paradox. It ain't going to work for us until we make it work for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm a living example of that. I ran against someone who was there 31 years. Mm-hmm. He was chair of a powerful committee. No one thought we he had money. No one mm-hmm. thought we had a shot. But because we organized on the grassroots level and knocked on every door in my district multiple times for a year, people came out. We were able to win that election. Now you got s- someone who's the first person of color sitting in that seat, first black man ever sitting in that seat, mm-hmm. speaking what I'm speaking. We need that in every corner of the country, every district, every state, because the biggest issue is low voter turnout. Mm-hmm. So we get turn, we, we we could turn, we could turn Texas blue quick, easy. We could turn if we turn out. We could do the same thing in Florida. We could do the same in a lot of red states. All the things we want: reparations, child care, universal pre K, investments in educate health care. That only happen if you get the right people in office. Yeah. If we don't get the right people in office, it's a wrap. And you'll have one senator, Joe Manchin. Shut the whole thing down. Like if if Manchin went with Biden's agenda last term, and I'll stop on this, we would have had we would have had universal childcare. Yeah. It means free childcare right now. Mm. We would have had universal pre K. We would have had paid leave. We're the only developed country in the world without paid leave, which is crazy. Mm. Right now, affordable housing, crazy. You can't find affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Four hundred billion was in this package last last Congress. We couldn't pass because of Senator. Uh, mansion and cinema so yes you're right like like engagement deep engagement in democracy we need everybody on deck yeah just follow I, I, I agree that turnout is a problem but the made the the larger problem is uh, who are they actually voting for yeah and so when people don't people are not turning out I, I always try to make sure that I'm not blaming the voter I blame we the lack of bench you've talked about this before on saying that Democrats haven't you know done a great job on ha- actually having a, a bench you're the only one that's bringing the smoke shout out to you you know for actually bringing the smoke like you've done 
done uh, with Green, like you've done with Thomas Macy, like you have really challenged people in a very loud way to make sure they understand your position. So one, one of those things is more just a statement on how, you know, can we get more people that they actually want to vote for? There always will be more people that do not vote than do vote. But where are the candidates and how are those candidates being able to move forward and getting the support that they need in order to run? Yeah, can I say one thing to that? Oh, yeah, I absolutely right. I agree with that 100 percent. And what you what you highlight is a disconnect within the Democratic Party. You have the traditional Democrats who want to keep things traditional and only communicate to the people who vote all the time. And then you have people like me, Cori Bush, AOC, Ayanna Presley, who want to transform the party and politics in our country. And we know we got to engage in communities that y'all have ignored for decades. So you're absolutely right. If we do that, you find candidates who will rise up and be like, you know what, let me let me give this a shot. And then you'll inspire people. One mm-hmm. of the things I, I felt when I ran, I was like, yo, I got a shot because I was a principal in this district for 10 years. So mm-hmm. I knew like 97%, not 100%, but 97% of the kids and their families like would 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 big me up, would have good mm-hmm. things to say about me and yeah. would spread the word based on my record in that district. There are people that we're not even thinking about now, nurses, you know what I'm saying, uh, other teachers and educators, people in communities who may have thought about doing it but don't really know how. And mm-hmm. the more we organize, the more we discover those people and find good candidates. Do you, do you ever feel uh, alone? And what I mean by that is you're out there disrupting, you know, George Santos. Yeah, yeah. I, I just hear you. <laughs> then when it's Marjorie Taylor Greene roll up on you, it's just you. I actually saw other people. I saw AOC tell you she's not worth it. Yeah. In that moment, to me, I'm like, well, damn, it's a black man arguing with a woman. Yeah. I felt like AOC should have pushed you out. Yeah, absolutely. She right. She yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, nah, I don't because, you know, the squad winning in 2018 and how they do their politics was very inspirational for me. Like, because they created a footprint for me to come in and say what I need to say because they were, I mean, remember, you had Trump chanting, they send them back to their countries and Trump, the president was going after them constantly for mm-hmm. women of color mm-hmm. and we know why he was doing that. So they were a big inspiration for me even running and now that I'm in, you know, they, I'm a part of that crew that that is trying to be disruptive in different ways. Even though that moment may have looked, you know, how it looked. Representative but, Bowman, it's okay. Yeah. I'll say it. AOC should have jumped in. You ain't gonna no, say it. I'm gonna no. say it. AOC. <laughs> 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 a man is arguing with a woman. That's right. No, she popped that off on Twitter. So AOC is On Twitter, she's always saying, "Oh, I'm AOC." Next time, jump your ass in. I got this. That's right. Listen. That's right. You're not gonna say it. That was a nice political. Speaker the white nationalist uh, convention. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, Absolutely. she. I believe she visited uh, insurrectionists in jail to make sure the, the prison conditions were were good. Yes, she did. And she, and she, um, she asked President Trump for a pardon, like potential pardon, just in case it went down that she was involved mm-hmm. in January sixth. Um, you know, so yeah, she, she's. 
she's off the chain. Um, but what I always like to remind people, it ain't about her, it's about us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So she going to say and do what she going to do. We have to continue to build uh, our political power mm-hmm. with conversations like this to continue to engage mm-hmm. and inform and bring people in. Um, one point that you made about, about Biden's bully pulpit, and again, I agree with all of that. What I'm learning is, so when we pass a bill, that money just leaves and goes to states and counties and cities. Mm-hmm. And if those states and counties and ci- those states and counties and cities are responsive to the infrastructure that's already in place. So if you have a construction company that's been in place for 50 years doing business mm-hmm. with the state based on federal contracts, you're more likely to get that money, right? Mm-hmm. And no most of those companies are white companies. So the, the bill is passed by the feds The money comes to states and counties and cities And then they mm-hmm. decide on what to do with it What mm-hmm. we've been trying to do Is help to build the black and brown Infrastructure to go After those contracts and go after Those grants right. Because mm-hmm. if it's not in place You're not gonna, you're going to be less likely to receive those Grants, grants versus The Building Trades Association right. That's been doing right. business in New York State um, for, for, for decades, sometimes even Hundreds of years, right. and again, this is Another manifestation of White supremacy mm-hmm. and how it Lives in, in institutions Not just with individual people Right. Yeah. Alright, we got more with Jamal Bowman When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy Charlemagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club We have Jess Hilarious and Teslin Figaro joining us for this interview We have U.S. Representative for New York, 16th district Jamal Bowman how can people support you if they want to support you and, and follow what you're doing out there oh damn that's nice uh, go to bowmanforcongress.com and please make a contribution to our re-election campaign I mean that's always something that that is incredibly helpful um, and, j- and go to bowman.house.gov on the official side so you can learn what we're doing in Congress and how we could be helpful to you uh, throughout the district but again the biggest thing you know, uh, the, the black community alone is a trillion dollar economy. Mm-hmm. Hip hop community is even more than that. If we start leveraging that money to help us win elections locally and nationally, we change the game and pretty much overnight because we've been able to build capital because of our because of our greatness and creativity. Oh, oh. Right. We got to leverage that capital in the way other groups do it. Because I'll tell you right now, fossil fuel companies, uh, um, uh uh, pharmaceutical companies, pro-Israel lobby, they hit my office constantly, yeah. telling me to do this or this or this on a particular bill. I need that. We need that same power for our community. Right. You know what I'm saying? We start using that as over because big money controls politics and big corporations control politics, mm-hmm. and that's why we don't take corporate money because we don't want to be beholden to big corporations. Mm-hmm. So it's usually individual contributions and support. I, I got a couple more questions. I want, tell me about the Rap Act. Yeah, so the RAP Act, uh, RAP stands for Restoring Artist Protection, mm-hmm. and it's just to make sure prosecutors don't seek to indict and convict only using rap lyrics. But what about mm-hmm. these people who are really rapping about crime? Yeah, they're off the chain. They, they should be held accountable. <laughs> <You're saying laughs> uh, they should be held accountable, but there are people who are in jail right now just for lyrics. Like right. There's a gentleman, Tommy Kennedy, I believe, in Wisconsin, who was convicted of 17 to life in prison because of rap lyrics and no other evidence at all. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, if you got other evidence, yeah, yeah. Bring the other evidence, and if a lyric connect to the evidence, yeah. we get that. But yeah. if you're just going for for lyrics, and and when we look at rap over the last decade, 500 times lyrics have been used in court wow. mm-hmm. compared to other genres of 
country music only been five times and most of them been thrown out gotcha. so it's it's once again targeting like they did with two live crew and nwa right. and ice t yeah. so we just want to make sure at the federal level that doesn't happen um but states have to do it as well shout out to kevin Lyles. he's been a huge champion of this uh, uh pushing this agenda you used to rap did you used to rap on you from the Bronx? no man okay. no, you sure no, no, you didn't I, rap because i've seen a video which you rapping with a live drum at, at a conference i can too. i can mimic Okay. I could, you know, I could, I could spit some carrots one yeah. bars to do, you. Do you all, remember the bars or, that you spit that day? Which one? Which was, day? This was a video. It was a conference, and it was a live drummer. You was, was spit. You was hitting with the drummer. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I, I spit uh, some of Inspector Deck's Triumph verse. Oh, um, atomically. Okay. okay. <laughs> I spit that. I spit the finish one. You must learn. I think okay. I spit Nas. I can. I think. There yeah. we go. So I could copy cool. rap. I okay. can copy, but you don't handle bars. No, no bars. Okay, cool. Because I was going to ask you, you want to be the next rapping congressman or what? One last um, thing. We talked a, lo a lot about Biden and grassroots organizing and all that. Mm -hmm. I really, really, I beg people, I need y'all to begin to have faith and believe mm -hmm. in what we're capable of doing, not just for 2024, but for 2028 and beyond. Because this thing don't work unless we stay in the game for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And again, like, I, I'm, I'm, pr I'm, I'm a manifestation of what I'm talking about. Like, I am proof of concept. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for grassroots organizing, helping to push someone me like me there. Now that I'm there, again, we have we're shifting the conversation. Mm -hmm. Please help me get twenty more of us in yeah, Congress, right. but also state houses, counties, and cities uh, across the country. Because again, the majority of my colleagues they just chilling, real comfortable, and they sues, collecting their money from corporations, passing laws that benefit those corporations. We need us in there, and the only way to get us in there is to have all of us in there. Yeah, right. you know, sure. I, I've heard you say, Congressman. This is my last question. That, that, you know, I've heard you say that you're a part of a new wave of elected officials who are revolutionizing the way people look at politics, and I do believe that. But but what are some of the old political views that you believe need to be changed? We need to get big money out of politics. Um, you know, big money. I mean, right now we have laws in place that pretty much say corporations are people and money is free speech. Mm. And when you look at the levels of inequality, that is going to disproportionately benefit white people and white men in particular, historically mm. and, and continuing. We got to get big money out of politics and have publicly financed elections. Secondly, uh, we need to stop fighting harder for things outside of our own interests mm. i mentioned those lobbies before and it connects with the first piece you know again fossil fuel uh pharmaceutical etc cetera, etc cetera. because they got the money and the influence we usually rock with them uh as opposed to like beginning with okay Edenwall Projects hasn't received a dime in federal investment in over a decade, and, and public and, and public housing has been disinvested in for 30, 40 years. Whereas at the same time, they're not investing in uh, the black developer or the black realtor or the black. They're not doing that, right? So it's we gotta take the baton from the John Lewis and Elijah Cummins and and and, and everyone who came before us. And I think we got to be more radical with it. And by radical, I just mean get to the core truth and tenets of the issue and be loud and outspoken and unapologetic about it because that's the only way things move. Like Republicans win. Republicans don't win on nothing else but fear and being loud. That's right. They don't, they don't have the moral argument. That's right. They don't have the intellectual argument. They don't inspire no one. No one. They fear, they fear monger. They're loud and they vote to suppress. 
That's it. Young people ain't rocking with them. People mm-hmm. of color generally don't rock with them. Morally, they don't got the arguments. So we gotta, we gotta. To me, shit. If I'm here, like this is the moment to like go take go for it all. Yeah. Like we just gotta do it. Right. I love how the Bronx comes out every now and then. Oh, every time they get Man, they not rocking. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna run one day for a uh, president? Uh, I don't know. You never know. We'll see. You said um, that. You said it on my late night I, I, show. I did. I did. Um, that was, you know, we'll see, though. It's possible. Can, can I say one it. thing you said about, you brought up Atlanta. There's a lot of opportunity in the South right now mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. big things in politics. And if there's any New Yorkers who are not happy with New York, consider relocating to the South because the South got a lot happening and a, and a lot of opportunity in terms of leveraging the the black vote and black power to really do something big in the South. So, yeah, especially in hip hop, especially yeah, in it's, Atlanta. It's, You're absolutely right because now that now that Georgia will be an early state, uh, one of the things that killed Mike South Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina's yeah. first. But y'all South been an early first. state though. No, South yeah, Carolina first this year. No, uh, well, no, South Carolina's first. But what I'm saying is Georgia has never been an early state, so they're going to be number three. Mm-hmm. So now, so all of the, the tenants, if you will, the power in South Carolina, you know, with the Jim Clyburn, it's still room to still grow there, but they've already been in place. The strategy is Georgia's now an early state, so and it's a battleground state for the very first time. So now younger voters, particularly from the hip-hop, particularly from uh, Generation X, Generation Z, Y, whatever else in the alphabet, now there's an opportunity where there can be more vo- voice, particularly on the progressive side, because now it's an early state. So it's a lot of strategy. Representative Bowman's actually absolutely right on that. A lot of strategy that can happen um, in Georgia, and particularly as we as we move forward. All right. Well, the brother Jamal Bowman, we appreciate you, Congress, Congress, Jamal Bowman. Thank Thank you for stopping through. Thank you for having me. You know, this is an open house for you. So anytime you need to come on, come on through. Let this be your bully pulpit. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do, sir. It's Congressman. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. (laughs) What? Jess Hilarious is our co-host. What, Jess? All day. What's good? <laughs> Let's get to the room. Let's, let's get to Jess with the mess. This is the rumor report. So my news is real. On the Breakfast Club. Woo! Honey, it's ghetto up in here. Okay, so Lil Dirk accuses Gunna of snitching and why sell Rico trial. He said that man's hoe. All right, so we got audio. We got audio from the first, from when the judge basically was, you know what I'm saying, Gunna was basically snitching. And I want to hear that. Let's play that. YSL is a music label and a game. And you have personal knowledge that members or associates of YSL have committed crimes in furtherance of the game. Yes, ma'am. You were present when law enforcement officers stopped the vehicle in which you were present along with Jeffrey Williams, wherein hydrocodone, methamphetamines, and a firearm were recovered. These items did not belong to you. Yes, ma'am. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly furthered YSL the game to the detriment of my community. Yes. It's crazy how we don't give Gunner credit for being polite. Like, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, man. 
People uh, don't be saying that the elders no more. Well, anybody says so that. So what are you supposed to say when you stand? Yeah, when you stand, when you talk to the judge, you say yes, sir. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Ain't nobody saying no. No, you do not. You already. You already. No. Not to a judge. No. So by now we're all familiar what's going on with the YSL Rico case and all of that, and we know that there's been rumors swarming around whether gonna snitch or not or whatever. Mm -hmm. A lot of rappers feel like he did. Some rappers feel like he didn't. Lord Dirk shared his opinion and he said this: "You believe that Gunner told? Now I don't sit up and play games, man. That man told. If you should have went in there and kept your mouth closed." Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was. I, I thought you were trying to reverse it. I'm like, hell no. I'm like, I just said, I know. No, I just said, I know. I'm like, I know. I'm like yeah, how do you? Huh? I'm like, I don't even gonna like. Hell no. I just never. I follow. I, just, I don't know. I never like. Why well, I didn't? I don't know. I just don't. And if you rewind this clip a little bit, I look to the camera. And I told you, if you a rat, I fucking hate you. Cause I love thug. And, uh, Dirk was talking to academics on the Off the Record podcast. Right. You know what Gunner haven't done yet? Hmm. Drop no damn music. Well, why would he? We see six nine more than we see him <laughs> now. Like he could change, you know? he could change the narrative of the conversation with a high record and yeah, be like, he got to have a hit record. He has to have a record yeah. that that you know people don't care about what he's saying or what he allegedly did, and, and he goes with it because people still don't know because we haven't heard Thug's side. Of it. Like nobody from Thug's camp said he snitched or he didn't snitch, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So we true. don't know if he got permission from Thug or if this was something that they worked out together. So we honestly yeah. don't know. So that's right. You know, that's why he's mm -hmm. just drop music. You drop music, you change, you change the conversation because you know we live in a very deep writing uh, culture. But I Absolutely. think that Thug would let somebody know if he gave a... You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I just don't know. I think that we don't know things for a reason. That's right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just is what it is. I also want to say I do not like DJ Academics. Let's just get it. All right. Snoop Dogg yes, is victorious. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I can't Jeff. stand I it. Y'all even see how you try to antagonize Lord Dirk a little bit. Like, oh, I thought you got scared. Like, only scared. I got to hear the whole context of the conversation. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Why, why I can't you, why you can't stand? I don't like academics. I, I don't I like know. academics. I don't like the way he. Yeah, he do too much. He do too much, and he's he's really girly. And we know Charlemagne is too. But at times, Charlemagne <laughs> is a man, <laughs> so we can't. You know, at least he has a good balance. Like academics, always the a, a, a B. So I can't. I can say that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the academics always a bitch. So yeah, you said too hard. That beat too hard. No, no, we about good. to give you it's five all, minutes I, on Twitch, maybe ten. <laughs> all right, listen, Snoop Dogg. gonna get a bottle of Henny and you getting ten minutes. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, whatever. Snoop Dogg is victorious <laughs> because he defeats sexual assault lawsuit. Now, since last year, Snoop Dogg has been battling against sexual sexual assault against uh, Selena Powell. Uh, for y'all who don't know, that's the girl who looked like Michael Jackson right before he died. Now what? she first opened up <laughs> the case. February 2022, she said uh, she accused uh, Snoop Dogg for forcing her to give him oral sex, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then he said she only tried to do that to extort me for money. And so later on in July 2022, she submitted another, you know, she tried to open up another case and she added more charges, sexual assault, sexual battery and defamation. So then it, it, he's been going through this fighting this for a long time. So and then she even tried to <laughs> say that he intimidated her because he posted on Instagram one day, gold digger season is here. Be careful, nephews. Keep your guards up. So she she tried to to have all these cases built up against him, but a California judge dismissed most of the lawsuit because I guess it was baseless or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's still they still made it okay for her. Like she's still in a position where she can refile, mm. right? Um, but he hasn't said anything, and she hasn't yet. But I, I never even heard of this story. Yeah, yeah. This, oh, okay. is, this was a long time ago. You know, Selena Powell's also the one that said that uh, Offset was pregnant at one time. Yeah. She's also the one that recently she was wearing uh, Little Meech's chain. Yeah, They're yeah. saying that uh, she yeah. did something else. It was another, someone, a couple celebrities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Soldier I, but Boy, I, wasn't Soldier Boy? Yeah, it was the, a lot of guys, yeah. not a couple. 
It's a lot. And what I keep getting upset is these artists, these rappers, like, why y'all keep sticking? Like, why do y'all keep trying to deal with this girl then? Like, y'all keep, because they're dealing with her. Mm -hmm. She just be lying, exaggerating and stuff, but they are doing something with her. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is when you got, and she's a white woman too. She white? Yeah. she. I said she looked like Michael Jackson before he died. Yo, you before, a stupid. Oh, he looked right. like a white woman too before he died. Come on now. <laughs> so yeah, that's yo. it. All right, and that that's is a, just with the that's mess. just with the mess. And her news is real, mm -hmm. allegedly. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? Oh man, four after the hour, man. We need uh, Daniel Penny to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him, please. Mm. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our Audible Pick of the Day is In the Room with Peter Bergen. Go beyond the headlines in this weekly podcast and get the real story from people who were there. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. I was donkey up the day. Damn, the hee-haw again. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. I'm ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I'm not making these people do these things. It's called donkey of the day and... It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Tuesday, May 23rd goes to Daniel Penny. If the name sounds familiar, but not really. Daniel Penny is the man charged with second degree manslaughter uh, in the video recorded subway killing of Jordan Neely earlier this month. Rest in peace uh, to Jordan Neely. Now, look, everyone is innocent until proven guilty all right did daniel penny kill jordan neely yes we saw that on video it's up to a court of law to determine whether or not what he did was a criminal act all right don't be mad at me that's just the way the law works so in a situation like this uh you know i see it i mind my business wait for the facts to come out but daniel penny gave his first interview with the new york post and i will never understand why it's so hard for people to just shut the f up okay mm. maybe it's the carcassity maybe it's the unmelanated gall i don't know what it is that makes someone who has just killed a man in front of the whole world on video mm. feel like they have to have a conversation about it and if you're going to have a conversation about it show some empathy for the family and the life you took show some remorse but nope Nobody clearly prepped mm. Daniel Penny on how to do any of those things, and maybe they don't have to because in the eyes of America, this might be an easy call. Daniel Penny, white, male, military veteran, hero, saving people from Jordan Neely, black male, threatening mental health issues. Yeah, we see the narrative that's being painted, and another narrative that's being painted is that Daniel Penny is a racist. And in this interview with the New York Post, he pushed back on the notion that he is indeed a white supremacist. Let's go to Fox News for the report, please. The Marine veteran accused in the chokehold death of a homeless subway rider breaks his silence. Daniel Penny addressing the incident on the subway to that that is now has him facing second degree manslaughter charges, telling the New York Post, quote, this had nothing to do with race. I judge a person based on their character. I'm not a white supremacist. I mean, it's it's a little bit comical. Everybody who's ever met me can tell you I love all people. I love all cultures. You can tell by my past and all of my travels and adventures around the world, I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. Daniel, uh, your penny got a hole in it, okay? Mm -hmm. You sound hopeless. Word to Dion Farris. All the uncles and aunties know who that is. All you youngins, Google it. Uh, here's some words you don't use to describe a murder, okay? When you are charged with manslaughter, comical, 
Okay, Daniel Penny said it's a little bit comical to call him a racist. Daniel, I don't know if you're a racist or not, but you have to understand that some people are trying to figure out why you would just strangle a, a man on the subway, okay? And a white man doing that to a black man in America, we are always gonna go to race first. So it's not comical to think you're a racist, it's context. Okay, historical context at that. Blame your ancestors and racist peers for people jumping to that conclusion. But that's not even the reason you're getting donkey today. I mean, personally, you could have just left it at, you know, I'm not racist. I love all people. I love all cultures. But no. Did y'all catch it? The reason why he couldn't be racist? Listen, listen to this one again. I'm not a white supremacist. I mean, it's it's a little bit comical. Everybody who's ever met me can tell you I love all people. I love all cultures. You can tell by my past in all of my travels and adventures around the world, I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. I was actually planning a road trip through Africa mm. before this happened. <laughs> now that's comical, okay? <laughs> a road trip through Africa. White people going to Africa is what makes them less racist. Daniel Penny, do you know anything about the European colonization of Africa? I mean, what do you want to call it? The scramble for Africa, the partition of Africa, the conquest of Africa, whatever you want to call it. It was the invasion and colonization of, of, of colonization of most of Africa by seven Western European powers. So a white man visiting Africa doesn't mean they have tolerance for black people. OK, planning to go to Africa uh, doesn't in any way mean you don't suffer from white supremacy or racism. That's like saying uh, a man isn't fat because he goes to Whole Foods. Okay, mm. fat people have access to Whole Foods like racists have access to Africa. Okay, mm. what's next, Daniel Penny? You gonna tell us that some of your best friends are black? You gonna tell us you voted for Barack Obama twice? Oh, Black Panther's mm. your favorite movie too, Daniel Penny, huh? You cried, went to Chala, and Queen Ramonda died. And for the record, I'm not saying Daniel Penny is racist. I have no idea what this man believes in his heart. I just know that this is absolutely from the some of my best friends are black playbook. <laughs> and another example of how we can't have real conversations about race, okay? I think white people like Daniel Penny have superficial relationships with black people, and he doesn't even understand how race plays out in a black person's daily life. If he did, he would probably understand why folks are calling him a racist for strangling a black man to death on a train. I'm just here to tell y'all this morning that proximity to blackness does not stop white people from doing racist things. I repeat, Proximity to blackness does not stop white people from doing racist things. I know New York Post, y'all was trying to humanize Daniel Penny. I get it. But in humanizing him, how about keep him from keep him from sounding stupid? Please let Remy Ma give Daniel Penny the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Shout out to everybody on BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, BET. All right, now. Jess has a dilemma. Jess has a dilemma. Jess has some mess. <laughs> I don't know if this is mess. She's got a dilemma. Mess. So what's, what's, what's the situation, Jess? Okay, so look, right. So I do this um, segment called Jess with the Mess, and mm -hmm. somebody wrote Where in. you do it at? <laughs> on Carefully Reckless, my podcast, which is on the Black Effect under iHeartRadio. Thank you, Charlamagne. Hey. I like that. Y'all like that. You toss that away. <laughs> All right. Now, I had somebody that, write me, that wrote me that said um, they're in a relationship with hey, someone. In a relationship, huh? And their current man had a previous relationship that he was in. He was attached to a child mm -hmm. um, in that relationship. Now, the child... Is it his child or no? No, it's not. It's okay. not his biological child. And the child even knows her dad. Okay. And her dad is in her life. You know, not the best dad, but nevertheless, still knows dad's her dad. Dad's in her life, Dad's right. in her life, right? Now, when he was with uh, this girl, 
he did a lot for the girl. He built a bond with the child. They were only together for maybe like a year and a half or so. But he was very drawn to this child. And even with them breaking up, he goes to like her graduations and stuff like that. And, and the girl that wrote me, she has a problem with it because he has a problem with the bond that her and her baby father have. Mm. And apparently her and her baby father are like me and Jerome, which is why she first wrote me. Gotcha. Yes. And she wants to know, is this a deal breaker? Because she felt like it's manipulative for him, for her current boyfriend to use the situation. Oh, well, look, well, I ain't going to stop dealing with my, 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 and we can't even say my stepdaughter because you're not, you was never married married to our mother. How old is the daughter? The daughter is like eight or nine. Okay. So she's young, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, she's graduating from, what's the name, and the whole, I mean, from elementary school. Elementary school. And she told, he told, he was like, I want to go to the graduation and me and her mother will be standing side by side seeing, I'm like, whoa. So you basically like should you stop being cool with your ex and your ex's family for your new man? Is that what you're saying? I mean, it ain't even that. It's mm-hmm. just like because she's saying that he uses it in like a manipulative way. Like just whenever to stay next to her. her and her, because he feels like he feels like she can't talk to her baby father unless it's about the child. Like mm. they do business together. When I say they're like me and Rome, they're like me and Rome. So they do business together. They're friends. They do talk outside of their child. Rome is your your brother, baby daddy. Your baby yeah, daddy. Yep, brother. that is that's what it is. Yes. And 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 that's it, you know. But her boyfriend has an issue with that. If it ain't about the child, it shouldn't be about nothing. You you know, and mm. and then he'll even go to far and say, "All right, well, look, I'm going to the graduation with with my ex mm. to support the daughter." Well, let's let's open you know, up the phone lines. Since you're so cool with with, right. with your baby father, mm-hmm. and he, you know what I'm saying? Why I can't still mm. be? Well, let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Let's let's ask what what your thought is. See. I feel like so, if the relationship moved on mm-hmm. and they only been in a in a, in a relationship for a year, mm-hmm. he's going to have to wean his, his wean himself off from that girl, mm-hmm. right? Because she's eight years old. The mom is going to date other men. And you she can't, knows and, and, her father. And that ain't not fair to dad. that child, though. But that's why I said wean off slowly. Right? But she right. has a dad. Right. You know what I mean? She has a father. That yeah. mom is going to be dating other dudes that's going to be in that relationship. And yeah. that's going to make his, his new situation feel a little funny. And also, in the uh, in the other situation, right. I feel the same way, too. Like, you can't mm-hmm. have an ex that y'all so cool yeah. with. It would make me feel away. That's not... I'm your man. That's yeah. not your man. That's yeah. your baby daddy. Y'all right. can talk about the kids. Y'all could be cool, but it can't be a whole big happy family. Like, we all live in yeah. the same house. Like, yeah, so Jeff, you trying to Jada. say Jeff ain't going to never find happiness? Because they're wrong? That is not what he said. That's probably what he think, but he is he's not, it's not true. But let's open up the phone line and discuss 800-585-1051. There's a lot of moving parts in this, so we'll discuss when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Of course, Jess Hilarious is here. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody emailed Jess and wanted them to fix their mess. Now, Jess, what was the uh, the email? What was the question? So it was it was very broad, but basically, this girl has a boyfriend who uh, uh, she does well. She has a baby father, and they are somewhat similar to me and Rome's situation. They're very very cool, close. They do business together, and her boyfriend has. Uh, a child that he is attached to uh, from a previous relationship. That's not his biological daughter, but he still is very attached to her. They were only in a relationship for a year, and he grew attached to this little girl. Right. And he kind of uses that as leverage 
for the girlfriend being cool with her baby daddy. And for people who just, uh, you know, might be listening to The Breakfast Club, Rome is Jess's baby's father. Yes. But they're like brother and sister. Yes. That's right. her baby daddy brother. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I, I really would say once you break up with the mom, especially that's not your child, yeah. you break up with that baby too. They yeah. only been together one Damn. year. Yeah. That's how I feel. And Me the baby too. got a father. Yes. The baby has a father. Yes. I'm sure the woman is dating somebody else. Yes. So not all three of us going to be at the... Uh, no. All three of us and the mom gonna be at the graduation. So no, once yeah. you break up with that mom, you break up with the baby, especially if it's only been a year. Like right. you, you gotta let that baby go. That's not your child. Yeah. But also in the new situation, I would look at that differently. You gotta set boundaries. You just can't. Absolutely. You can't. Your ba- you and your baby father can't be all cool and together and shopping. Nah, like this is a new yeah. relationship. I respect what y'all have together. Yeah. But this ain't this one big family. And it ain't even no you. time. A year. A year. Like why? Well, first of all, he shouldn't even be meeting your child after a year. And how you grow a bond with a whole child and a year. First of all, I can't hide no nigga from my child for a year. Ask oh, your yeah, nosy for that. He grown though. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. And, and then the little girl was like 9, 10. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's older. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yo, all right. Like, she already knows her father. She spent the last year with you, one year with you. And yeah, you kids are very impressionable. You're a good guy. He's good with kids and stuff. And that's cool. But... Do you really know a person after a year, though, to have them around your Right, turn? and then why is your mom trying to be the dad collector? This is not what we're going <laughs> to do. Dad collector. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to do that, you know? So. But let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nardo from Battle Georgia. Hey, what's up, brother? What's your thoughts? Man, I'll say, man, I don't feel like that's right because um, when, when you're in a relationship and you start something new, you don't want to bring on luggage from the past. Yeah. That can tend to rekindle something, you know what I'm saying? So leave yeah. that baggage in the I, past. I appreciate that. Well, y'all be out here breaking up with kids, boy. Y'all cold. Okay. Yeah, but she got a dad. Right. And now yeah, she got she a new a dad because the mom is dating a dating new guy. Dating someone else. I, I think Jess is right. Three dads? That's a dad collector. That is a dad collector. Instead of calling him Horace, let's just say dad, dad collector from now on. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like Hello, who's this? <laughs> this is Chelsea from Run Robins, Georgia. Hey, mama, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are, she, if she's entering a relationship, she does need to set some boundaries with her baby father. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds like he's just being petty. Yeah. And the only reason he only wants to be around the little girl is because she's around her baby father. That's what it sounds like, don't it, baby? And by the way, yeah, it don't yeah. even sound like he care about the little girl. He just wants to piss off his girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. 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 It sounds like that because she said he uses it as leverage. Mm. Yeah. Because if you love somebody, you accept everything that comes with them, right? Yeah. Like if you if somebody loves Jess, mm-hmm. you gotta accept the, the child. They gotta mm-hmm. accept Rome. They gotta accept everybody. Why well, wouldn't say circle. accept Rome, yo? Because yo, you always make things. That's things your baby sound. No, no, but you, you gotta do it. You, you gotta accept Rome, but also you people At gotta understand point, if if somebody is dating somebody with with a a, a baby daddy and the baby yeah. daddy's cool. A lot of times the baby daddy's cool because you want as close as normal for the child that's as right. possible. Yeah. And if my mean? child is still underage, that's right. I'm gonna be here, bro. That's Yo, right. Because cool. you want the child to feel comfortable and be like, no, I can call my mom. I can call yeah. my dad. My mom and dad are cool. That's I can right. come to them. Now this mm-hmm. new gentleman is here. I got it. That's he's dating my mom, that's and I respect right. yeah. him. But you still want you know to feel as normal as possible. Yeah, and I'm telling you, my my son loves me and his dad's relationship. Mm-hmm. He loves that. Mm-hmm. How does he feel when other guys come around? He chill. I mean, I don't introduce him to everybody. You make it seem so like guys be coming like around all the time. She I know, never said that. Like, she never said that. Like, I'm a dad collector. You're funny. I'm a dad collector. I'm a dad collector. Don't listen to him. She ain't say that. Everybody don't be ass. Shut up. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Tamara. Hey, Tamara. What's your thoughts, Tamara? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I said, what's your thoughts, mama? You a dad collector? Okay, so my thoughts are, I... 
definitely think that after only a year and a, and a half of dating someone that mm-hmm. you shouldn't even have a bond with the child. I agree. I think uh, a lot of problem with uh, people that are dating that, you know, have children is they just introduce their kids to people too soon. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe like a high and vibe, maybe pass by, but mm. an eight-year-old and a man, like absolutely not. So he needs to wean himself off and the mom really should think better next time. Like, you, you wouldn't have this problem if you wouldn't introduce your child before you really even knew this person. Period. You preaching. See, but I, I kind of disagree, though. Like, okay. if, if, if a woman is dating a man and the mm. woman has sole custody of that child, right? Mm. So that means if a woman is dating, you know how first it gets serious and then you start going out a lot. So when I go out a lot, what am I going to leave my son at home? I'm going to yes. leave my son. No, you, after after a while, six, seven, eight months, you start taking your child with you because you want to see how that man yeah, is yeah. with your child. So that's too yeah. soon, man. Six, seven, eight I months. Think, no, I disagree I with you. I don't think that's too soon. Nah, you go you no. go out a lot, and if that person, if you're really into that person, mm-hmm. just think about when you started dating your wife. Or I started dating my wife. We were mm-hmm. around each other a lot. Yeah. And if you have a child, a, a, a young child at the time that's eight, nine, you're going to be taking that child to plays and games right. and this I don't and think that. You this is not just somebody that you just hitting and, and missing. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody that you you may not see yourself with them for the rest of your life. But it's like, oh, all right. I mean, I'm I'm feeling you. Like, this well, see is that, cool. What this you just said be. is the key, though, Jess. If you don't yeah. feel like you're gonna be with the person for the rest of your life, you got to get this man some time. That's why I said I don't introduce Correct. everybody, to Ash. But when I feel like there's and like, okay, this this is like something, and you give me butterflies, and I'm actually talking to people about you, I do feel like there is something. You know, so when a girl gets that feeling, the last time you then felt like this, Jess. she would, huh? When was the last time you felt like In a long time. So if she feels like that, right? And she's she's gonna bring that I don't think it's wrong with her introducing the the, After yeah, depending on how tight that relationship I'm with you. But it's up to the guy, yo, if it's done It's done. After a year or year and a half, wean yourself off the baby. I'm with you. I'm not saying just completely cut yourself out, but wean yourself off. And then even explain to her if she you that close with her, look, your mom collected me. Yeah, man, that's it. So that's, we're done. You know, we gotta be real. 800 The question is what's the question? Break it down again. It's a lot going on. Oh my God. Should you stop being cool with your ex and your ex's family for your new man? Or go. is Jess ever gonna be able to find true happiness because Rome's in her life? Yo, shut <laughs> up, man. We'll take your calls when this we is come not back. not about me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking 800 585 1051. What's the question? <laughs> okay. There's a lot of moving parts. So, do, all right, Charlamagne, what is the question? What would you say? I thought it was, you know, basically, should you stop being cool with your ex and, you know, your ex's family for your new man? Do you cut off a child from uh-huh. a previous relationship going into a new relationship if it's not biologically yours? There you go. Boom. There yes. you go. That's I, I think you do, depending on how close you and the child is. So okay. if you raise that child, let's say you've been with that person for eight to ten years or yeah, a long time. different, though. See, yeah. see how y'all be moving but, the but goal that's goal. what I'm saying. Because we you just can't ask the question. question. No, but if you ask the question, you got to have boundaries. You got to explain. Okay. Okay. If it's long time and you raise the child, yes, I think you should still be in that child's life. But mm-hmm. if it's only a year, that's like this I situation... Said. Yeah. Didn't I just say that last time and y'all disagreed with me? You did. I didn't disagree. Envy did. What? I didn't disagree. Yes, Uh you did. No, I didn't. You actually did. No, you said a year was too uh, soon to introduce to the child. I'm like, a year might not be too soon depending on how it was. Keep disagreeing with me. I'm going to throw a car show. I'm going to throw my own car Uh, show. uh, 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 uh. (laughs) Is that what you're going to do? I know that's right. Y'all better stop with this. (laughs) Is that what you're going to (laughs) do? 
Well, my car show is this Sunday, by the way. Memphis, May 20th. Memphis, yes. Kids find and under a free. There's going to be calls from Young Dolph, Key Glock, 50 Cent, Bun B, and myself. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets now. Can't wait to see you in Memphis. Yes. Hey. All right. Now, let's get to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What's up, Evie? Good morning. This is Jay from Macon, Georgia. Hey, Jay. Talk to us. What's your thoughts? Okay, so I got two things. First thing is, Jessica, I'm so glad you're on here this morning. Thank you, girl. Because you always give good insight. Thank you, so, baby. So, number one for Jess, tell your friend that she is a placeholder for him. That dude is still trying to show up for the ex in hopes that she'll see, oh, he's this, he's that type of father to somebody that's not even his that's not even his real child. Yep. And if she doesn't decide to take him back, he's going. Mm. Number two, Envy, I know you was the one to answer the phone. The fact that you popped out and said the extremes are either they got to be beefing like Christian Blood as baby mama, baby daddy, or the opposite of that is big happy family and everybody living in the same house. There are so many levels between that when it comes to relationships between co-parents. And Jess told you that they have businesses together and things like that, so they can't communicate and have a healthy relationship. One of the biggest things about co-parenting is respect. Yeah. Respect of the other parent, respect of their relationships, and all of that. There's levels to it. It does not mean that they are intimately involved or there's anything going on under the table. There are levels to it. And speaking from a space that you can't talk from, because all your kids are with Kia. Correct. No, he's, we, we just, he just can't family. relate. We can't relate. No, I, can't, I, can't, I can't, can't relate. Right. But Neither I'll, of y'all can't relate, but y'all also have both stepped out on your wives. Whoa, so whoa, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. You bringing up old stuff. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Why you bringing up old stuff? Why? She came with the chopper today. Why on this fine Tuesday? She came with the chopper today. You bringing up old stuff, ma'am. Okay, continue. I'm just saying. Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Yes, I need this. I'm Jay. Jay? My daughter will be 17 this year. Yeah. Me and her dad do business together. We have not had any dealings since I was pregnant with her. And That's she'll be right. seen this year. That's right. But there's a mutual respect and understanding that I have for his relationships and situations and that he has for mine as well. So we, we do not argue. We don't fight. We don't do any of that. Yeah, right. what's your, what does your new man think about it? He don't, he don't have a problem with it because they, they've been introduced. They We spend time together on holidays. All of that is no problem. If you create any man that is creating drama and bringing that into my space, my energy, my family, he wouldn't be there anyway. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree with everything she said. I'm going to tell you something that's interesting. There's been such a negative narrative around baby mamas and baby daddies yeah. that we always expect it to be drama. Yeah. So when I see situations like Jess and Rome and how they co-parent so right. well... I didn't know it was so many people out here co-parenting so well. Listen, I'm not even lying exactly. to you. But, see, but co-parenting is not the problem. I don't. Everybody, no. you have to co-parent. That's yeah. not the problem. The problem is when Here, cordial co-parenting, like actually being friends. Yeah, that's that's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is when I feel like they cross the lines, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes I feel like people cross the lines in that situation. Like mm -hmm. with the individual that you said, I feel like he's crossing the lines. Meaning they only been together a, 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 a short period of time. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to still be in that child's life. Yeah, like I that. Agree. That child has a father. Mm -hmm. That child has a, a new boyfriend that the mom has. So it's to the point now where it, there's no reason to, to be there. It's just what makes sense. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. And then also, we're not talking about me, girl from Macon, Georgia. I don't. You sure? Yeah, because she, you see how she personalized. She was like, just so tell your friend that you and your baby father, like, yo. It do sound personal. No. And when you was describing it, you just you were saying my me. mess. I told you people write me all the time. You were slipping up though. You said I wrote myself and I told myself. Ain't no slipping up. First of all, I didn't know you stepped out. What's up? What happened with you in the merge? <laughs> okay, thank you. So, <laughs> moving on. What's next? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we know about one person allegations. What about yours? Did you write that in a little book? I did. <laughs> Shooketh one. Okay. <laughs> well, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story. I don't know what's the moral of the story, the, Don't Don't use no damn leverage. The moral of the story is, look, everything, you do not bring... Uh, and then it's kind of hard to say, don't bring baggage from other relationships because I'm not trying to say um, anyone's child is baggage. Mm. My thing is, I would never say that. The thing is, you have to... It's so... it's Because I'm so conflicted on it. It's like, you have to be open enough to bring all the facts before you get into another relationship. This is what I had going on here. It's going to be hard breaking this bond with this little girl. But you got to be willing to try to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Especially well, if you ain't got no kids at all. Mm. And, and let's say that the situation was with you, right? And you met a new man you mm. love, but he just he he felt uncomfortable. He felt that you and Rome were too close with each other. Y'all spoke too much because yeah. y'all were in a relationship. Y'all did yeah. date. Y'all you did ain't have cutting sex. Rome off. No, I'm never going to cut Rome off. Right. But let's say he wanted, the to, he wanted to set boundaries <clears throat> to make sure he was comfortable. I do get that. Look, it, it happened. It happened before. Rome used to call me any time of the night and I used to answer any time of the night you know what I mean used to have a real bad drinking problem fall asleep behind the wheel this ain't nothing that everybody don't know but like you know what I mean so I would go get him I would send somebody to get him just anything but I was also enabling him a lot and then just too accessible for him which also like spoiled them a lot so I did set boundaries myself and even it was a guy that was like yo this nigga calling you it's 1 o'clock in the morning no, I mean I feel me and, you, me and you in bed at 1 o'clock in the morning so, Rome call right. you and you go pick him up I'm gonna feel the right. way no I never did that but I, that's when I did set the boundaries when this guy did say yo this, this is a lie mm -hmm. and I'm like alright you're right so no Rome don't call me at the nine don't call me after that uh, even when you called me about advice I would say just kind of lay off I'm talking to this guy and like it's like this we, we you do cross boundaries and I let you mm -hmm. I allow you so it's not all your fault but we got we got to chill I understand with the advice thing but if Rome need help like you know he, he, he don't want to drink and drive you got to I know I'm, I right. have to like you can come with me if you want you that's know what I right. mean right. but like that's my friend. That's my family. Like Absolutely. it's like it's it's different. And if the new man don't understand that, you got to build a wall. That's, you got to build a wall I, between the new man and the baby daddy. Don't don't do it, Jess. Just let what? it go. Just let it go. That's the right. boundaries you built. What are y'all talking let it go, about? Jess. What's we up got y'all, yo. Just let it go, Jess. Look at me. <laughs> what? Jess, with the mess is up next. We got some rumors. <laughs> yeah, we got some rumors, y'all. We'll get to it next. Just, just look right, at me, yeah, Jess. Just, just don't even to... just, just look at me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back at the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's get to Jess with the mess. It's Jess with the mess. Am I using my real? Child, the ghetto. This is the rumor report. Am I using my real? On the Breakfast Club. Ooh, honey, it's ghetto up in here. So Holly Berry, her and Fantasia star in the. What the hell Halle Berry doing? In oh, Halle Bailey. I was going to say, Halle Berry can't be in no damn color purple, girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Why couldn't Halle Berry Halle be in Bailey. color purple? Yeah, she definitely could have uh, been in color she, purple. Uh, she could have been. It's just some things that, you know how you have those actors that you can see doing, you can't see doing certain things. Yeah. Halle Berry, what she, well, who part would she would play real quick, pop in your mind? Color purple, Halle Berry. Oh, that's my wife's favorite movie, but I can't think right now. Right, know. right. Ain't nobody losing no children so in there. He was thinking, look. So it's Halle Bailey. Oh, Bailey. Halle Bailey. Yes, yeah. Halle Bailey, her, Fantasia. Uh, they start in a color purple trailer. Wow. Yesterday, another color purple? They're doing another color purple. That's exactly what my wife said yesterday. Why are they remaking color purple? They don't need to leave color purple. Look, they they really movie. do. Yeah. They re they really, really do. Uh, mm. Yesterday, Warner Brothers released the trailer for the color purple musical film. Also, Sierra, Daniel Brooks, and Taraji P. Henson will also <laughs> appear in the film. Sierra, what is you going to Ain't nobody pop locking in no damn color purple. Sierra in the color purple? Sierra's in the color purple. 
even singing <laughs> her little nasally <laughs> voice she's so cute like what you going you too cute to be up in there I mean ain't you too cute but this ain't a movie for I, no I think I think I, I, I haven't seen the trailer just, but man. Color Purple is one of those movies that I feel like in 2023 they would water down a lot oh yeah absolutely you know what I mean listen Sierra yeah, I don't think they need to do I, that I, I just think they would water it down so I can't see a 2023 I don't want a woke version of Color Purple yeah I don't I don't yo. you wanna hear the trailer it, yeah let's, let's hear the trailer Today, our teacher taught us about a place called Africa. She say our mamas come from Queens over there. That means that we royalty. Afternoon, I need me a wife. Even if we have to part, you and me, us have one heart. Get off my land! You. I write you every day. All I had was my sister. It's time. For you to see the world There's gonna be some changes made Put it on This ain't me Hush We need to look like we belong Dear Sandy oh, We are more than just kings and queens Hard We are Listen. at the center of the universe it's hard. You don't want to knock something before you see it. But yeah. Color Purple is a classic film. Yeah. The bar is so high. It is. That, I, like you said, you don't want to knock it. But that, I just don't feel the pain. I ain't feel nope. it in that I trailer. I feel the pain. I'll tell you that, Murphy. I feel like Little Mermaid. That's what I feel like I'm I was hearing. Little Mermaid She's this the, weekend. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I feel like this gave us the Holly. I mean, uh, um, uh, Little Mermaid you know feel in the you. beginning yeah. but I ain't gonna lie I'm excited to see Taraji P. Henson Taraji she plays play Shug Avery yeah, oh I yeah. need to see that cause mm -hmm. she gives it every time Absolutely. she's never disappointed uh, for me mm -hmm. um, and the Fantasia as Silly now, I can see Fantasia in color Fanny oh, better she playing Silly she, yeah she playing Silly okay. she better give me a she better give me one of those stupid, she, gonna, she gonna scream to the kingdom come I love it alright and then this version of the film seems to be focused more on the sisterhood aspect of the story uh, the film is produced by Oprah what uh, Quincy Jones and Steven Spielberg. That's the okay. original producers, I think. Yeah, no, but I don't know if Oprah I'm was just, the original. I thought Oprah was. I know she acted in it. I don't know if she was an original producer. She yeah. was. I thought it was for that and beloved. Yeah, produced by Oprah for sure. All right, um, so we gonna move on. Um, I I pray that that's great. Uh, no, six, you don't. Yes, well, yeah. I do. But can yes, nobody sound fake concerned like Jess? Oh Larry. my God! Jess <laughs> Please don't do that. Do <laughs> no, don't I do. do I think don't it's do a it. great. Just be like congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God. <laughs> All right, six nine immortalized. <laughs> wow, with mural in one of Mexico's most dangerous neighborhoods. Okay, so here it went to one of the most notorious cities in Mexico, right? And they call it the Barrio Brava. That's what they call it. I don't, and, even, um, I don't even know what you have. You just said. <laughs> yeah, well, stay away. It's called Barrio Brava. Jesus. All right, and that's like a real bad city. That's when it's given like real bad, right? And um, <laughs> they have <laughs> a mural of him. Like they were celebrating him. Like, a oh what? my god, a what? A mural. Stop playing with her. What is it called? <laughs> what y'all say? A mural. Don't play with my a mural. Don't do that. A mural. A mural. It's, it's spelled M U R, so it's a mural. All right, mural. So they put a. They got this big mural <laughs> up of him, right? And when Six Nine got there, like he was mobbed by so many fans they were showing love or whatever I think that they were just so happy for him being Mexican that mm -hmm. they forgot that he was a snitch nah he, give, like, he gives money to the community he goes out to Mexico he gives like oh that's why thousands of dollars to the All locals right. thousands and thousands of dollars to the kids he gives them hundreds of dollars when he comes out there uh, but at the same time you got the Mexican cartel you got all these like real notorious they Mexicans who know they know 
when he giving money, mm-hmm. they probably like, all right, we ain't snitch over here, so we cool. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't, I just didn't think that that would be something that they would be okay with. Like, it's some serious gangsters over there, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But moving on, Nick Cannon believes Bruno. We gotta do Mars. that when we come back. We gotta do that when right, we come I'm, back. Let me. All right, go. I gotta tease it. All right, go. Ahead. No, get it off, Jess. All right, Jess. Nick Cannon believes Bruno Mars has more hits than Beyonce. That's a joke in itself. That's a damn lie. <laughs> what the hell? And by the way, I don't know if it's a lie or not, but I know it can be proven. I know Beyonce has uh, 30 top 10 hits, 20 as a solo artist. Seven number ones. Nick go, is guys. the last person to be talking about a hit. Come and, on, and four number ones with Destiny's Child. So I'm sure that's something Let, you can actually document. Wait, Nick, no, no, Nick. So what are you know. saying? You saying you tired of Nick Cannon talking about music? Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm always saying that. You don't want him to do music. We gotta you go, guys. To talk about music. We gotta nothing. go, guys. You don't want Nick Cannon to have nothing to do with music. Just kids. With the that's mess. What I agree. With we you. gotta go. We'll be back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. Jeff Bezos, the world's third richest man. Jess, you had a chance to hook up with him. Why are we telling this story now what? at 9 o'clock? We need to wait and save this for tomorrow. Oh, my God. I didn't ever deal with no damn Jay. Yo, y'all playing big <laughs> what game. You, mean? you had a chance to hook up with the third richest man, and he just recently got engaged. Jeff Bezos trying to holler at you? No, I didn't know. It's still a chance. He just got engaged. <laughs> he ain't married yet. <laughs> Where he at? Oh, I need to hear about this tomorrow. Jeff's going to be back here tomorrow. I need to hear this story. Oh, he be watching God. this? We need to put this on prime time. All right. I can't, we can't do this at 9 o'clock. He's worth need, $140 billion. I need to hear this story. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we got to do this tomorrow. All oh, right. my God. All oh, right. I missed the opportunity. <laughs> when we come back, we got the positive note. You know, he put a statue of his uh, of his fiance on there like, I think it's like a, a $500 million yacht. He got it. Mm, a statue of a... Yeah, it's like a, like a statue. See, like a little statue on the front of the yacht. Oh, oh wow. Wow. That ain't really a Wow. That, no, that is a wild. That's a big I'm going to tell you why they ain't really why? a wild. Because he's the third richest man in the world. That's he, a wild. He put a statue you know on the yacht. The he's supposed to be doing stuff like that. That's Jeff Bezos. You a hater. That, that is a wild. Yo, that is a wild. Every, they try to normalize everything somebody do. I'm just saying. Like, that's like, not normal. That's normal for him. Nobody has done that. Because he's Jeff Bezos. If Jeff Bezos isn't doing extravagant things like that, I'm going to think something wrong. You know what I mean? That ain't extravagant. He may never even heard of anything like that before. He just got to seem like it's so beneath him, he don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious, we appreciate you for joining us. You'll be back tomorrow. And you got shows this weekend, Rhode Island? Yes, I do. Providence, Rhode Island Comedy Connection, Friday and Saturday. We got four shows all together. Get your tickets at JessHilariousOfficial.com. If you're not doing anything and you're looking for something positive to watch, Every Monday night at 8 p.m., Jess Hilarious drops a YouTube series. It's called The More, with my last name, The More You Don't Know. It's like a docu-series of me documenting my life, the other sides of Jess Hilarious. Uh, all except the love you're going to be getting. You might even get a little bit of that. Are you, you know? not going to show your love life? I might show it. I might not. We don't know. Y'all got to stay tuned to see. First season is already uh, premiered last night at 8 p.m. Y'all watch it. My YouTube channel, Just Hilarious. It, it, it's in my link tree. It's attached to all of my socials. Y'all make sure YouTube, YouTube is the only place it lives. All right. And uh, don't forget this weekend, of course, uh, I'm in Memphis for my car show. Kids 5 and under are free family fun day cars from Dolph. 50, Key Glock, myself, and more. Yo, we should, re- you know, you said something earlier about South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I want to do a car show in South Carolina. So many people have been calling me about a car show. I just don't know a space. Say the word. We should, I, you want to really, do Columbia? You want to do 
Uh, Charleston, probably Latson Fairgrounds. What's the biggest city? Because I would love to do one there. Biggest city? Charleston is the biggest city. Where would, you do the where would you do it? Where, where is the, the car coach is the biggest where people will come out? Oh, they'll come. They'll come anywhere. You don't think Charlotte? Well, well that's Charlotte's North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, they, people have done car shows in Columbia. They've done car shows in Orangeburg. They've they car shows at Latson Fairground in Charleston. Because I got it a lot of people. Where you want to do I got that. a lot of people from the Carolinas that that mm -hmm. reached out. I mean, you know, it's crazy because I spoke to, shout to the baby and, and the whole baby's camp and all of them because they even told me that the baby has a bunch of cars. They don't yeah. have to drive down to South Carolina. We yeah. ship them down. We ain't South Carolina is a great place to do a car show. They, people have done car shows historically. South, South and Carolina. North. I don't know nothing about North Carolina. Well, the baby's from Charlotte. Yeah, he's from he Charlotte. He's from North Carolina. A lot yeah. of cars. So, yeah, that would be dope. You got to figure out what you want to do. All right, we, we, set it up. Yeah. we set it up. All right, when we come back, we got... Oh, no, it's time for the positive note. You got one for us? Yes, the positive note is simple, man. It comes from one of my favorite Instagram pages, The Healing Guide. Uh, your character will outweigh any lie told about you because those that know you, know you. Mm. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.